Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. I am rolling, <laughs> Mr. Rat- Bug Killer. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1180, October 30, 2023. It was 83 degrees on this day in 1950. That's the first day of two days, a couple days in a row of the 80s in 1950, and yet we were put through the hysteronics of these local meteorological screwballs about a month ago because it got warm out, uh, and it was 10 degrees on this day in 1925. Hail the flashlight, King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Our town council meeting for town council members will be at Tattersall Brewery on the 15th. It holds 200 people. Right. We're at almost 100. <laughs> Jesus, did you read the email at I, all? I almost had to highlight the top part. I was worried that I was going to be the not one. mention that. Oh. Because. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, get your RSVP in. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an actual town council meeting as though we were a, a city closest to the country's tallest buildings. Yep. Two weeks from Wednesday. Is when that will take place. Okay. Uh, Five o'clock. After Halloween, that's factual. Right. There's a social hour at 5 o'clock with heavy apps. This is in addition to the regular podcast. Right. Social hour at 5, podcast at 6. You do have to be a town council member. You do have to RSVP. And that podcast will be done at 7. Promptly. Yep. And you have to RSVP at garagelogic.com. That's if you're right. not a member of the town council, no problem. You can sign up right now and reserve your spot. That's right. Somebody so, tell me uh, Painter's going to be there. I want to talk to Steve again. I would think so. I have some old business I'll I'd like him. to clear up. We were wondering about catalytic converters and why they play an important role in the modern automobile. And uh, Mike writes me, it's not the uh, the catalytic converter being stolen for copper. It's being stolen for platinum. Why is platinum used uh, over other catalytic mate rivals, rivals such as silver or gold? The role of platinum in catalytic converters is to oxidize carbon monoxide and hydrocarbons. Hydrocarbons. Platinum is particularly effective at this under oxygen excessive conditions so is often the metal of choice for diesel applications for example so it's platinum the uh, thieves are after i didn't know that i believe we tried to tell you that um, i don't think you did platinum. well i think we should go you, back and listen you have no clue 
No, uh, I did, and I believe it was me that tried to tell you that, and you just talked over me. So Platinum is the power to get Platinum, Panasonic Platinum. And I have a great note from Paul <laughs> Kimball. Uh, did you get that? He's always no. wondered something but never asked, and okay. I think it's a great thing for him to wonder, and now I'm wondering too. Me too. What exactly is the purpose of oil underneath our feet? Why is it there in the first place? What was it supposed to be used for? What would our friends who oppose fossil fuels tell us what this resource was intended for? Isn't that a great question? <clears throat> the oil is sitting there. Why not use it? Okay. And when it runs out? Which we it, do. It, it, it won't it run out. out. We've, we've kind of demonstrated that it can't. It's an organic that keeps developing. But the other thing I've, I've not wondered, but I've... I've observed is when an oil spill happens, the earth doesn't care. It's people who care. The earth could give a bleep because well, it's the earth. It doesn't, it's, 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 it's home to oil. The earth, uh, earth uh, in Houses. mother's, in mother's swimsuit area, there's oil. And if that, some of that oil gets loose, the earth doesn't care. It's a tremendous inconvenience to humans. Well, the dolphins in the ocean might right, care. Right, but I mean, that's life. You mean to tell me that, you know, a million years ago, some oil didn't kill a fish? Sure it did. And I don't, I'm not rooting for that. I, I hope the euphorians don't misinterpret me. I'm suggesting that, well, I'm drifting far from Paul's point. I'll, I'll stop. Well, Paul's it's, point, a, no. it's a great point. What's it for? Staff, do you, anyone? Do anyone? you believe that it's dead dinosaurs? I, I have a hard time with that. I do believe you? it's dead leaves and crud and tree branches and I, I poop watched, from animals. I and, watched an interesting documentary, uh, I think it was last night on my phone, about oil and this guy who was living in poverty in the deep south had a swamp that was full of oil and he was willing to pay a guy to get rid of it and a guy comes in he actually um dropped in via helicopter because there's no roads leading to his place and it turns out uh, this guy paid um this this fella millions and millions of dollars for his swamp oil and uh, him and his family, they up and moved to uh, well, Beverly. He, I think it started uh, hills, because... Hills, that is. Yeah, he was out shooting for some food. <laughs> Movie stars. And up from the ground came a bubble in crude. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Oil. So they went out to Beverly Hills? Texas tea. What was the Beverly Hills cop situation out there? And then one day he was shooting at some food. Hi, Joe. Welcome to Monday, Such. Reminds me of the old joke. What's the first thing you know? Huh? Old Jed's a millionaire. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> Said to his family, Jed, move away from there. <laughs> Very cleverly written. Joe says, goodbye. <laughs> the show is over. <laughs> Bert writes, I saw Dean Phillips on the 9 a.m. this morning. When's this dated? Yesterday. He said lots of rote things, but he used a phrase I like. The exhausted majority. It Ooh. fits. So many of us sensible people too busy with work and life to wrestle with and make sense of the current political insanity. Isn't that interesting? That's a good phrase. I don't mm -hmm. know that I'm a Dean Phillips guy, but the exhausted majority is very accurate. I have more on that in a moment. Okay. I, too, own some dial shoes. 
I like them. And when you're on the course or walking to the car with the CP, you can stay stu- say stuff like, hold on, I need to adjust my knob. <laughs> 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 Although this is really only funny once with the golf crew. Huh. Bert. Thanks, Bert. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like Bert is on staff yeah. here, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should have an extra window here for Bert. And I have a Halloween ray of hope. Greetings, Joe, Chris, John, Kenny, and Rookie. My intent with this email is to provide a ray of hope. After, that's a very nice way to put it, isn't he? He's laying it out for us. Here we go. After listening to you highlight the article regarding the New Jersey School District Super and his ban on costumes and otherwise the celebration of Halloween during the school day, I decided to share some good news. The tradition of celebrating Halloween is alive and well in the Kirkhoven Murdoch Sunberg School District, just west of Wilmer. Since the mid-80s, students have enjoyed a fully decorated stage with some of the faculty performing a skit followed by each class of students parading across the stage to Halloween-themed music and sound effects showcasing their Halloween costume. The parade is held early afternoon and parents are invited to attend. Below is a backstage photo of this year's decorated stage. I hope you're encouraged by this news. Happy Halloween. He sent me a photo. Damon DeSanto, GL Schools custodian wannabe from Kirkhoven, Minnesota. All right. And I believe that he has earned the ray of hope, which is missing from my... Uh, oh, no. My ray of... Here's today's ray of hope. Thank you. How is everybody? Hey, Rook, did you have a nice weekend? Had a great weekend. <coughs> Kenny, had a nice weekend? No, listen. Here. Mind your own. Oh, I have a story from last night. Okay. You go first, and then I'll tell mine. So uh, it's about 7.30. It's dark, and I see a car going back and forth on the gravel road by my Ooh. place. He stops, turns around, goes back, and he's shining lights down in the field. And I think, Ooh. oh, you got a poacher here. Uh, instead of going out to deal with him, I'm just going to turn on all the outside lights. Mm-hmm. The car comes down my driveway. Uh-oh. dun dun I don't have a shotgun anywhere nearby. He gets up next to my house, shines a spotlight in my house, gets out of the car. By this time, I'm opening the door thinking, well, it's been nice. I'm going to get blasted in the face. Uh, I open the door. Douglas County Sheriff. It was the sheriff. Ooh. The sheriff wanted to know if I know if I knew whose truck was parked in the field next to mine. Ooh. And I, uh, I did everything I could to restrain from laughing at him. I'm a young guy in his 20s. Because right now in the Midwest, you will see pickup trucks parked in fields next to roads every two miles. Why? Because... It's haunting season. It's... No, it's... Oh, it's, it's harvest season. It's duh. harvest season. Duh. And I said, well, if you look <laughs> over there, you'll see the lights from a big red quad track going up a hill, dragging a digger. And he goes, and uh, we had a nice conversation, and I welcomed him to stop anytime. He's always welcome here. But when you see trucks parked in ditches and on approaches in fields, that's what's going on. Did you say, but the next time you come here, I will be armed? Uh, you know what? <laughs> he, I, he said to me, uh, I announced myself because most people, when I pull into their driveway, answer the door with a shotgun. And I looked in Istanbul. I looked over at the roommate who's standing right next to me, and I said, "Told you." <laughs> <laughs> 
But I thought that was pretty cool. So, um, Kenny, when you s- r- invited him to come back anytime, you can come back anytime. Just don't mind that shit right over there. <laughs> yeah. That one yeah. right there, don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, that's my story of the weekend, Joe. Thank you for asking. I was happy to share. I want to share something with you guys. What about rookie story? Yeah. Oh, rook. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. It's. it's uh, I think this will increase my knack scale of some sort. We'll Woke be the up. judge of that. Sunday morning, went downstairs uh, into the uh, laundry service room, and the drain had clogged. Oh no! So there was water back up. Not a whole bunch, but enough. So oh, long story. Crap. No, it's not. But uh, I tried to dump some. You know, Drano stuff down there. It didn't do anything. So, seafoam? Any seafoam? I did not have any seafoam. Uh, but I ended up calling the uh, ABC rental place, which is just around the corner from me. And I ordered a half-inch, 50-foot electric snake. Sure. Which was heavier than hell. Nice. I went. I got it. At 1030, I had returned it by 1120. The wow. sucker just went in and started grinding. Pretty soon the water went down. It was. I thought it was going to be an all-day event. It was less than an hour. How, how about that? I think that, that improves uh, your neck scale. It was. I didn't how about that. the stink on that snake when you pulled her out? <laughs> it, huh? it, wasn't, it wasn't stinky, but I only had one glove on, and I kind of forgot Uh-oh. that I was doing that. So it was Uh-oh. just coming back. It was Uh-oh. just a, a horrible, horrible look. Uh-oh. It didn't stink, though. Oh, so I was yeah. proud of myself. I got an email over the weekend. Sorry, Haney. Who's I usually Haney? go to Haney Rental, who's oh. a huge garage logician, but this place is two blocks from my house. I got a fascinating email from a friend of mine, Rex, over the weekend called The Day the Delusions Died. And it's by Constantine Kissen. Now, why do I know that name? Constantine is a name you'd remember. I don't kiss and not look it up. K I S I N. Constantine. No E. Constantine. Oh, yeah. Constantine yeah. Kissen. Um, hold on. I'll get you info on him. All right. I know exactly who that is. And he writes that a lot of people woke up on October 7 as progressives and went to bed that night feeling like conservatives. What changed? I, I won't read you this whole thing, but this is a piece that helps us understand the mystery. He went to Clifton College. He was born Christmas Day, 1982. He's a Russian-British satirist, right. author, political commentator. Right. He's come up before. He has. On this I, show. I do, I do mm-hmm. recall that he Co-host has come up before. Co-host of the Trigonometry podcast. He was uh, canceled at a college speech, and that's why you brought him up oh, previously. Yeah, that's what it was, yep. Let us have him on air, yes? I have to set this up. Uh, he writes, a friend of mine joked that she woke up on October 7 as a liberal and went to bed that evening as a 65-year-old conservative, but it wasn't really a joke, and she wasn't the only one. What changed? Well, he's, this is based around the attack by Hamas. The best way to answer that question is with the help of Thomas Sowell, who I admire greatly. One of the most brilliant public intellectuals alive today. In 1987, Sowell published A Conflict of Visions. In this now classic, he offers a simple and powerful explanation of why people disagree about politics. All right? We disagree about politics, Sowell, Sowell argues, because we disagree about human nature. We see the world through one of two competing visions. 
each of which tells a radically different story about human nature. Those with unconstrained vision, that would be the Mysterians and Euphorians, those with unconstrained vision think that humans are malleable and can be perfected. They believe that social ills and evils can be overcome through collective action that encourages humans to behave better. To subscribers of this view, poverty, crime, inequality, and war are not inevitable. Rather, they are puzzles that can be solved. We need only to say the right things, enact the right policies, and I'll just add a few of myself. Build one more community center. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, spend enough money, and we will suffer these social ills no more. This worldview is the foundation of the progressive mindset. I would submit to you that in Minnesota, we are governed by the unconstrained. So far, are you with me, everybody? Mm -hmm. Yeah. By contrast, and this would be us, those who see the world through a constrained vision believe that human nature is a universal constant. No amount of social engineering can change the sober reality of human self-interest or the fact that human empathy and social resources are necessarily scarce. People who see things this way believe that most political and social problems will never be solved. They can only be managed. This approach is the bedrock of the conservative worldview. Hamas barbarism and the explanations and celebrations throughout the West that followed their orgy of violence have forced an overnight exodus from the unconstrained camp into the constrained camp. Uh, it's a long piece. I'm not going to read you the whole thing. But thank you, uh, Constantine. That's it. The unconstrained versus the constrained. We are governed in Minnesota by the unconstrained. Yep. They don't see any problems that they can't fix. We look at those things and realize the best we can do is manage them. So we, yeah. look, at a, we look at a rash of carjackings, for example, and we think we need more police to manage it. The unconstrained look at a rash of carjackings, Mary Moriality, and say, well, if only those kids had more attention or more rec centers or more parks or more uh, early intervention, then we, wouldn't, we, could, we could end carjacking. Whereas I'm going to say, you're not going to end carjacking because I believe you aren't going to solve human nature. It is not meant to be solved. Right, yeah. You're right. And that's a fill-in-the-blank thing. You could take carjacking out of there and put virtually oh, anything. anything in there. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Murder, yep. rape, yep. bank thief, theft, anything, anything. Bullying. Are you familiar with the Russian czar system, like around Catherine the Great in the late 1700s, and how yes. the, no the nobility and the aristocrats lived in the palace there with Kathy? Yes, that is seems to me is what we're turning into here, where these people are ruling over us like we're serfs, and they're taking uh, our our you know in this case money in order to further their lifestyle. They don't 
They don't work for us. They don't do our bidding. They rule over us. And it seems like that's what we're turning into. And I know that's a crude and dumb way of putting it, but that just, it's, it's what it seems like well, to me. Well, stick to Thomas Sowell. The, the simple way of putting it is the unconstrained of taking great liberties with the public purse. Yeah. The unconstrained believe that, which is why you see an increase in the socialist Marxist movement. The unconstrained understand that it's been tried before and failed, but they yeah. think, well, it hasn't been tried by me. Right, mm -hmm. right. Oh, the ego, the mm. narcissism. Wow. And they're, and they're uh, I, I hate to say this about them because they're, they're not instinctively evil, but the movement is evil. It is. Because it deprives you of your freedom. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the weekend. It was a great football weekend, even though the Vikings are now doomed. I'm sure Grunhofer's <laughs> food would have made that go down better. What a great grilling weekend. I hope you tried the Bavarian Oct 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 Oktoberfest bratwurst, Ooh. tater tot, hot dish bratwurst, oh. and just in time for Halloween candy corn bratwurst at Grunhofer's. Yeah, they have pre-made pre meals, too. Uh, they got they're, they're expanding to cover every need you have in the kitchen. Bake, uh, barbecue bean cups, cheesy taters, pulled pork, beef, chicken, and turkey, sloppy joes, and on and on and on. You can call Grunhoffers at both stores, Hugo and Forest Lake. You could place an order ahead of time. Uh, Hugo, 651-426-2800. Put that in your telephone closet. Yeah. And Forest Lake, 651 982-1182. Uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, and it's everything. I mean, it's the prime rib and the steaks and the chops. Garlic the, cheese curd brat. Oh, beer bacon oh, cheese oh, curd oh, brat. Oh, pineapple oh. jalapeno cheese curd brat. Mm, 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 wow, they look mm, good on the grill. No, if you're going to put together, for example, a pasta bar for a football Sunday, could you imagine the different meats you could get at Grunhofer's oh, to yeah. accompany that? Hey, guys, let's have some beers and some pasta bar Yeah, at my and house. And they're hiring. So if you want to join Grunhofer's team, you can either stop in at either location or give them a call at the numbers I've already told you. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat just north of Hugo on Highway 61. And in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately east of 35. 100 bucks? No, it was all cash back then. Oh, on a Friday or Saturday back then? Yeah, there yes. was. They ain't no Netflix credit. back now then, Now they take bro. credit cards, but back then, it was cash money. I'm going to need all that? Yeah. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Hi, everybody. It's John, and I'm here to tell you eating is better with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and they'll only take you two minutes to get ready. 
Factor gives you lots of options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and lots more. There are great options for the entire day. Whatever meal you're having are just midday bites to keep you fueled up. Whatever your schedule is, Factor's meals are flexible to fit what you've got going on. No prep, no mess, premium food options, no cooking required. Plus, you can get as much or as little as you need choosing your own meals every week. Pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. It's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to taste great and supply you with the nutrition you need. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 to get 50% off. Does advertising on GarageLogic work? Listen to what Pete Arnold from HirePro has to say. My results advertising with GarageLogic have been absolutely outstanding. GLers understand my business and what we do and how Joe vets anyone that advertises on here. That level of validation and trust has helped me with a 6 to 1 ROI for my commercial spend. This group is amazing and using GarageLogic for your company's advertising will generate results. If you'd like to get results for your business, visit GarageLogic.com and enter keyword partner. That's GarageLogic.com keyword partner. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Well, since Krabby's gone, we can have this song back on GL. So, it's already cold, and here comes the snow. That means it's time to add sea foam to your tanks. Might as well do it earlier than later. Make sure uh, that thing starts when you need it. You know what else likes sea foam this time of year? Deadbolts, knob locks, paddle locks. That's paddle locks. Uh, dose that with sea foam. What's a paddle lock? <laughs> dose that with sea foam deep creep, uh, as I did on paddles? as I did on Saturday. And it's a lubricator. It means see, that lock isn't going to freeze up. It's a rust buster. It's amazing. It keeps those locks working fantastic when it's 100 degrees below zero. Just douse them now so they work in February. Trust me, you'll thank me in February. Uh, that, the deep creep, along with the motor treatment, the trans tune, the bugs be gone, it's everywhere. You can find it uh, anywhere automotive chemicals are sold. And here's an early gift idea, too. They make great stocking stuffers. A local company, a global reach, and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. The constrained and the unconstrained. That's basically, uh, I hate to use the term war, but that's basically the great global conflict right now. Mm-hmm. The constrained versus the unconstrained. And uh, Constantin Kizan, you can read this yourself. He also writes, uh, let me read you the part he wrote about immigration. It's in the same piece. Nowhere is the shift from the unconstrained to constrained vision starker, starkest than on immigration. For decades, both Europe and America basked in the unconstrained vision of immigration. In the U.S., the melting pot that could integrate the 19th century Germans, Irish Catholics, or Japanese could surely absorb those crossing the southern border. And many of these new arrivals would do jobs Americans didn't want to do. Europe needed immigration to deal with an aging population, with many European countries inviting people from their former colonies to fill labor shortages and skills gaps. 
But over time, especially from the late 1990s onward, the unconstrained vision ran rampant through media and political elites. And immigration went from being a solution to specific problems to a moral good in its own right. And he notes parenthetically, I myself am an immigrant when I moved to Britain from Russia In 1996, net immigration into Britain ran at 55,000 people a year. Last year, net immigration stood at over 600,000 people. Over Over the past decade, more and more people in America and Europe have quietly shifted toward the constrained view of immigration. The Brexit referendum and the election of Donald Trump were early warning signs of this ongoing transformation. Today, we see New York, where nearly 60,000 newly arrived migrants are putting tremendous strain on shelters and city services like health care, education, and public transport. The city has already spent over $1 billion to address this crisis. And projections indicate that housing costs alone could exceed $4.3 billion by next summer. Lifelong Democrats in Manhattan told the New York Times that we have too many people coming in and that Biden should do something more about putting our borders up a little stronger. I mean, we're not here to take the whole world. We can only do so much. Those were the same people who, as immigration became a moral good, weren't saying that. Right. Now they're becoming constrained. Europeans learned similar lessons from their own migrant crisis. In Britain, we spend approximately $10 million a day on hotels for people who have come here illegally. We refuse to deport foreign criminals over human rights concerns. Readers may recall seeing recent media reports about the small Italian island of Lampedusa, whose population quadrupled in a day as large numbers of illegal immigrants arrived. We have now learned that a man who shot two Swedish soccer fans dead in a terror attack in Brussels last week arrived there illegally via the island in 2011. The man was known to authorities as a security risk due to his jihadi links. But when his asylum application was rejected in 2020, he was not deported. How many such people are allowed to come and stay in Europe is impossible to say, as hundreds of thousands of people make illegal crossings into Europe every year. And this goes on and on and on and on and on and on. What we have witnessed over the last few weeks with enormous pro-Hamas rallies in cities like London, Paris, and Washington, D.C., has the potential to change the immigration debate in a decisive way. It is much harder to pretend that allowing people to enter our country illegally is a moral good when you watch some of them celebrate mass murder in the streets of your capital cities. (laughs) Yeah. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has recently announced his intention to deport illegal immigrants on a large scale as his coalition hemorrhages votes to anti-immigration parties. France has banned pro-Palestine 
protests and warned that foreign nationals who take part will be removed from the country. Britain has also threatened to revoke the visas of foreigners who praise Hamas. Whether this represents a permanent realignment toward a more constrained view of immigration or merely a temporary blip on the path of to, to progressive dystopia remains to be seen. But what a, what a great thing for me to read after, you know, struggling and, and fighting my way through the, chopping my way through the forest and the woods and okay. uh, calling it the mystery all these years. Uh, the 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 mystery is that in a once universally constrained country like the United States, we've seen it become more and more and more unconstrained. That's the mystery. And the unconstrained wish to bring about what I can only see as chaos mayhem. and despair yep. and mayhem uh, because they they have a different view of human nature than garage logicians. So does this give you hope? Yes. It gives me hope that commentators are starting to wake up to these pathetic heads of the failed academy and corporate CEOs who are bending over backwards not to offend anti-Israel types. Bleep them. They did better you come to their senses. Did you see even the guy that runs Harvard now admits, we got a problem here at it's Harvard. It's a woman, a woman president. Guy, a girl, I whatever. Name, I think her but name, ironically, wasn't is Wasn't that gay. a reaction? It is, yeah, last name. That yeah. was merely a reaction to their largest booster backing out, right? Wasn't that... Um, Joe, I don't know. Oh, I thought that that's what that. Was. But you could look at because the, the dollar is going to speak. Is I guess what I'm he, trying he, to say. This yeah. really helps us understand a lot of things. Why is the academy failed? The academy has failed because it only preaches an unconstrained view of the world. Yes, that's why it's failed. Hmm. The DFL <clears throat> is ruinous. It's let's just stick to this state. Because yeah. it preaches an unconstrained view of human life. It's amazing that something so grim and horrible and horrific had to happen for this to come to light. Mm -hmm. But that phrase that you started out with, um, went to bed a liberal. Went to bed as a up, liberal. Or no, woke up as a liberal, went to bed as a conservative. That I've seen that line repeated with many different people you know, in the last couple of weeks. A lot of people have been saying that. A lot of people. You can almost put everything we talk about now into the constrained and unconstrained camp. Mary Moriality is unconstrained. She will, will cut her some slack. She believes that an 18-year-old thug can change. Show me the and, evidence. And oftentimes an 18-year-old thug can, but mostly they don't. That's no reason to let them get away with murder. Right. With a slap on the wrist. Exactly. And in her case, Minnesotans and residents of Hennepin County are waking up and they're seeing, you know, the issue here. I just wonder if this country can wake up in time. The The country has, I mean, when you, when you travel this country, it's not a cliche to say that when you get far away from the country's tallest buildings, you are in a constrained land. It, 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 right? You're in yeah, a constrained yeah. United States. 
We have guardrails. We have moral and ethical clarity. We follow rules. We believe in punishment for the crime. We understand honesty. You get closer to the country's tallest buildings. It's an unconstrained view of human life. But there Joe, are this- no moral and ethical values. There are no guardrails. They've been, evol- been abolished by, a, by a, a, the Democratic Socialists of America, for example. It's to me, it's not and it shouldn't be a left versus right, liberal versus conservative. It's simply common sense. Why do so many people just hate common sense? What's wrong with them? Constrained versus unconstrained. Do you want to know what happens when the government begins to erode more and more of of capitalistic dynamics. I got a great piece. Howard Clary alert, alerted me to this. This is what happens when you try to force feed a market that doesn't exist. This is also what happens when you replace marketing with activism in a capitalist economy. It's hard to watch old, venerable companies learn such hard lessons. And it's a piece from... Uh, InsideViews.com. Ford cuts EV investment after losing $36,000 on every EV sold in the third quarter. After posting a $1.3 billion loss in quarter three, Ford's uh, EV uh, EV unit said it would would cut Mustang Mach-E production and delay a battery plant. Ford Motor Company's third quarter earnings revealed rising EV losses caused mainly by slowing demand in the EV price war initiated by Tesla at the start of the year. Ford sold 21,000 electric vehicles in the third quarter, beating GM by a slight margin. Uh, the car maker's EV deliveries increased by 44%, leading to a 26% growth over year in revenue for the uh, Model E EV unit, but unfortunately, that's where the good news ends for Ford EV business. Despite higher volume, EV losses continued to rise in the third quarter, with the company posting an operating loss of $1.3 billion, up from a billion in the previous quarter, and more than double its loss from quarter three in 2022. This means Mm. that Ford lost around $36,000 for every electric vehicle it sold in the quarter, surpassing its estimated $32,350 loss per EV in the second quarter. For the entire year, Ford expects a full-year loss of $4.5 billion for its EV unit. How long do they think they're going to sustain that? How can they last? Wow. And they were one of the few that uh, didn't take a bailout a few years ago when everybody else did. That ain't going to be the case this time around. Ford is cutting some Mustang Mach-E production and delaying one of two battery plants. It plans to open in Kentucky with partner SKON. The company did not say how long it would delay its EV investments or battery plant. The narrative has taken over that EVs are not growing. They're growing. It's just growing at a slower pace in the industry. And quite frankly, we expected Ford's chief financial officer, John Lawler, said on an earnings call, according to Automotive News. 
Lawler said Ford will need less EV capacity in the near term as demand has softened. (laughs) (laughs) Further pressure will be put on Ford's cost by the tentative agreement with the UAW that includes a 25% wage increase for 57,000 workers over a span of five years. Yeah. Ford expects the new contract to add $850 to $900 in labor cost per vehicle. (sighs) Who wins here? Money. Nobody. Nobody. No winners. We're all losers. Ford estimated that the UAW 41-day strike resulted in lost production of 80,000 vehicles and cost it $1.3 billion, effectively wiping out its $1.2 billion in third-quarter income. Uh, I'm a car guy, and I've never, uh, I've never appreciated the, the EV car. I, I don't want one. I don't. I don't like them. They're undeniably fun to drive. They're very fast. Uh, but I don't want one. I don't see the wisdom in it. Go back to our question that started the show. What's all that oil for? That's in the ground. What is it? What's let's, it for? Let's go. They ain't doing no good. What's sitting it? There. What's it for? It's a great question. What if we didn't have the internal combustion engine and they had all that oil there? I guess we would just ignore it. Well, we don't know what that stuff is. It's just some sort of black liquid. We don't we don't have any clue what to do with it. Help me, and maybe GLers can help out if Joe doesn't know. What weren't diesel engines created to make use of a, a waste byproduct from refining, or am I thinking of something else? Oh, every once in a while you read about a garbage truck fleet that runs on grease. You know. Runs oh well, on we do have fat. we do have uh, <laughs> furnaces that run on used oil, but mm-hmm. they use a tremendous amount of used oil. Mm-hmm. But I, for some reason, I'm thinking maybe it was something that used to be a byproduct, a waste byproduct of uh, refining, it is now being used uh, quite successfully. Maybe GLers can help me out with that. Can you imagine? Go back to the beginning of the 20th century, and Henry Ford and Walter Chrysler sitting at a conference table and the government was present? Oh, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't have the prosperity we have today. We wouldn't have the innovation we have today. All the government can accomplish is to slow down innovation. That's all they can accomplish. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Henry Ford looking across the table at a... At the at a, at a president of the United States or the president's handpicked man to go to Detroit and tell Henry what to do. Well, remember what he did when the they the big strike went on at Ford. Remember well, how that hard got a little rough. Yeah, how hard Henry fought that. He was a stubborn cuss. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let me tell you something. What are you going to tell me, Joe? I'm going to tell you that Precision Garage Door is your guy, and you, when you get the Precision Door Garage Door of the Twin Cities. You get the whole family. And they don't care if you've got an overpriced EV or a regular gas-spewing guzzler. They don't no, care. No, they want to they be able to just shut your garage door That's for you. That's right. Keep the frost off the windows. Uh, they serve the metro in western Wisconsin. You've got to get their number in the telephone closet, 
263-6985. They don't charge more for weekend work. They're very efficient. They keep you up to date with texts and information on when they're going to arrive and then when they're there, how long they'll be there, and they do it right. If you need a door, they'll even take care of that. But they take care of everything, those springs and rollers, and they'll help you do that home link in your car if you mm-hmm. need that. They'll do everything. They're garage door experts. They're the precision garage door of the Twin Cities people. Their Google ratings are always five-star. The emails I get are extremely generous in their praise for Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Find them at precisiondoormn.com, or again, call them at 612-263-6985. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, Sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushere. End of the working day tomorrow. You've got plenty of time, plenty of time uh, to take advantage of the 20% off sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Huge savings. And to make things even better, Rich, the owner, is going to throw in a free accessory installation with that purchase. Protecting our valuables is the big deal there at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. And Rich, the combination of Rich and Liberty Safes, they're going to uh, assure you that you'll sleep well, that your valuables will be protected from bad guys, calamity, fire, earthquake. It doesn't matter. Um, Liberty Safe and Maple Grove Lock and Safe, the best the best you can ask for and 20 percent off oh boy that is nothing to sneeze at do the math yourself when we're talking about spending thousands of dollars 20 percent really adds up you have until the end of business tomorrow to take care uh, excuse me to take advantage of this plan stop in meet rich tell him i said hi it's been a while 6901 east fish lake road in maple grove at the very uh, least pop over to his website maplegrovelockandsafe.com be, uh, college students are interviewed all the time, and it's always pretty much embarrassing. So prior to John's news, uh, you have found a fellow named Bruno. Bruno is an NYU student, Joe, who was taking part in a rally of some degree. And you you uh, judge by the background and the filming of it that this is legitimate. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is on, on the NYU campus. All right. <clears throat> I'm from Socialist Revolution, just the U.S. section of the international Marxist tendency. Well, we stand wholeheartedly with uh, Palestine and the Palestinian people. Uh, we believe they have every right to resist. Uh, their occupiers, their colonizers. What would be the solution to the, to the conflict in Gaza? Yeah. Okay. Well, from here in the U.S., our job is basically to overthrow the U.S. ruling class through oh. a socialist revolution because they give tons of military aid to Israel, and that keeps Israel strong. And not just the U.S., right? Britain, Germany, France, right? Uh, so in the West, our job is basically to fight against our ruling classes and establish governments that are not helpful to Israel. Then in the middle- so should, 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 should we overthrow the Gazan government since it's Hamas? Yes, we should. What would you say for the people that come here that are pro-Hamas? Yeah. Uh, I'd say that, obviously, I I understand where they're coming from, right? Uh, the Palestinians are being uh, brutalized so bad, and Hamas is right now the only person, like, fighting, the only organization uh, fighting back. They want to they wanna kill all Jews. It's in their charter. Um, it was removed from their charter, but at, really? at one point, yes, it was. I mean, they just did that the other day. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> guy's a bleeping idiot. Okay, so at the outset, he said they support the Palestinian people mm-hmm. and not, uh, he didn't say not Hamas, but obviously later on he says we support Hamas. We don't want Hamas. We want to get rid of them, but we support them because they're fighting. I think this guy's more confused than we are. Yeah. Um, in the clip, too, Kenny, you know, it's, it's, Visual, but uh, it, it inter- identifies Bruno, NYU student, and then halfway through, when you when you get the head scratching, what the f did he just say? Yeah. It says NYU enrollment sixty six thousand three hundred thirty eight dollars a year. Mm-hmm. A year. He wants to tear apart the ruling elites while he's at a college established by the ruling elite. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. just yeah. for the low low price of sixty seven k a year. <laughs> Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, This uh, update is brought to you by North American Banking Company. A couple sports-related stories, and uh, neither very pleasant. Hibbing native and former Minnesota Duluth hockey player Adam Johnson died Saturday after suffering a severe neck injury during a game in England's Pro League. The Nottingham Panthers announced that the 29-year-old Johnson tragically passed away following a freak accident at the game. Video from a live stream showed Johnson collide with an opponent mid-ice. The result of the skate blades contact with his neck was immediately evident he stood up was helped by a teammate as he tried to skate toward his team's bench he appeared to pause as the video feed cut away to a different shot daily mail reported that johnson collapsed before reaching his bench prompting teammates and medical staff to rush onto the ice to help him out skating for the hibbing chisholm high school school team uh johnson was a a finalist for 2013's mr hockey award here in minnesota after two seasons playing for sioux city and the usa Junior League. He spent the next two seasons playing college hockey at Minnesota Duluth. He scored an overtime game winner in a regional final against Boston University. That goal sent UMD to the 2017 Frozen Four. Johnson was 29 years old. His first NHL goal was scored against the Wild. If you have not seen the video, and I only saw it for the first time this morning. No way am I watching. The the thug that did this to him needs to go to prison. Oh, he, wait a minute. Oh, he, yeah. Are you alleging this was on purpose? There's no alleged, Kenny. You need to watch the video because this guy raises his right leg up in the air. Almost like a karate kick. I made Ooh. Joe watch it so that he, I said, I'm not speaking out of school here. This guy intentionally tried to hurt him. Has anybody else made these allegations? Yes. Okay. Yep. I will say this. Either the British tabloids have no photographs of this horrible aftermath or they're showing miraculous restraint. I don't know which it is. Because uh, I have uh, yet to see any photographs of this devastation. Up until right now, I thought it was accidental. And it's just in my nature to not want to see things like this. And that's the assumption I made right away too, Kenny, because unfortunately, as Joe mentioned off the year earlier, this kind of stuff does happen on occasion. And that's what I just thought. Well, this was just a horrible well, accident. Well, I'm, I'm unprepared to say it was intentional. I can't really tell from the video you showed me. But how else would you describe well, it? He I, raises his leg. Unless that was the way he was trying to maintain balance as he's going down or but something. But then when like, you read more about the player in question, that I don't know. he has an extensive history of being a, a jackass All on right. the ice. All right. So uh, if this had happened, obviously I don't know about their laws, but if something like this had happened in the United States, is this what we would call actionable? Yeah, there's precedent when uh, uh, Dave Forbes and Henry Boucher. What about uh, Forbes uh, ended up in Hennepin County Court? What about Bertuzzi and uh, Moore? Uh, that ended up in court. Okay, because what what Bertuzzi did to Moore, 
is not nearly as bad did, as what this did we like. lose a north star too that was uh masterton who died uh but that was a result of hitting his head on the ice without a helmet oh okay and that was during an all-star game the i have seen this before covering hockey i've seen these neck injuries like this and i swear i saw one here at met sports center i keep thinking it involves the philadelphia flyers and the north stars i spent some time this morning trying to find it and i cannot these these cuts to the neck are not that uncommon uh, buffalo had a goalie about uh, 20 years ago, uh, the whole crease was full of his blood. Yep, I remember that. And then he ended up playing five days later. He was able to be saved. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that I noticed about this case in England is, uh, and I shouldn't say this because I don't know, but it seems like there was confusion in his medical attention. It, it didn't seem yeah. like they might have had the... Uh, the kind of medical attention that U.S. teams have. I, well, I don't I, know that. I don't know that. It just was, appeared that way to me. I was going to ask you, do teams have somebody at the ready to stop the bleeding yes. right away? Yes. Why we right wearing, away. Why don't we wear neck? Yeah, and that's, that's my a, second question. That's it, a controversy in the league. Apparently they are available, and players so far have rejected them. Maybe the league will make it a rule. I don't know. You know, you cover up the neck, you're just going to sweat twice as much. I mean, you're you already know. sweating pretty much. So, what difference does it make? I, I, I don't want to get in the argument, but it's just so bad. The other uh, sports note: Vikings in a bit of a bind. They beat the Packers yesterday, but lost quarterback Kirk Cousins in the process. Cousins tearing his right Achilles tendon. He'll miss the rest of this season. Uh, trade deadline is tomorrow. I did not realize this. Just read that this morning for the NFL. So. If they want to make a trade, they'll have to do it within the next day. Uh, otherwise, the free agent route, or they'll go with the rookie. Uh, that, uh, Is there anybody available? There's a few people, but at this point, you're probably better off starting the kid that they drafted. They might be able to get, what, two Snicker bars and a can of Coke for Jordan yeah. Love. Um, serious question for John Height. <laughs> and, John, I, I expect you to tell the truth here. Okay. How did you feel after yesterday's Viking-Packers tilt? I bet you were a little bit sad, but a lot happy, weren't you? Wow. I wasn't. Why would I be happy? Because we lost our quarterback. No, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I don't revel in injuries, and I hate people that do, actually. Uh, I, I got in a big argument online Facebook about five years ago with a good friend because he wished uh, somebody would get hurt. And, oh, and I said, no, 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 that's that's, that's not how this works. That's bad karma. I that's knew that about you, John, karma. and I remember that Facebook incident, so I knew how you yeah. were going to answer that. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I, I wasn't sad. My team's not very good. If they make more mistakes, I think that it's the most undisciplined football team in the world. And the irony oh, is, wow. Cousins has been really looking good. He has had a good year. Oh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. too. It's too bad. He made three or four passes yesterday. No other quarterback would have made under pressure. You know, it ain't there. over. Uh, Rogers already dropping back to pass. That's what five weeks after. T- uh, no, it's been. He got hurt in week one. Okay, week but one, it, yeah. apparently they're making tremendous strides in repairing torn Achilles heels. I don't know if he'd be back this year, but I bet he could play again. He'll play again next yeah. year. Yeah. You know, yesterday, though, um, I didn't watch the entire game. I listened and watched some, but I got the. I didn't get the feeling that they were going to beat the Vikings. When Aaron Rodgers was there, I always thought... He's going to kick our ass. We're going to lose somehow. And I didn't get that vibe yesterday. And isn't that funny that that quarterback has such a 
I don't know, a leadership capability that when you were playing Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you were going to lose. As a Packer fan, I think it's very clear that when you have Aaron Rodgers, you cover up a lot of mistakes and problems you may have with your team. To quote the great Charles Barkley, he's the deodorant that covers up the stink. There you go. (laughs) Boy, that's perfect. I love that. That works. I use that. It's a great line, and it's so accurate. Do you guys follow uh, Dan Barrero? Uh, on Twitter, sure, I, I do not. He retweeted uh, that great. I think it was Care Eleven piece about Joe Maurer when he was a high school <laughs> uh, quarterback, uh, and it was. And I had never seen that piece before. The yeah. young Joe Maurer was really fun to watch, and he was really a superstar, except for that one game that rookie keeps bringing up. Yeah, that's the one where they played Eden Prairie on the fourth down, and he had a wide open field and could have just run for the first down. He chose to throw a pass that was incomplete. I remind him about that every time. You I did it, it on the air. I saw him in the Nativity yeah. County Fair. I said, hey, yeah. meet. Remember that As, pass? Uh, Joe would like me to continue with news, but let me just say, as a North Dakotan, all of my social media is full of Carson Wentz mentions, but let's move on into the news. More than half of all government jobs for the state of Minnesota will no longer require a four-year college degree after Governor Walls signs an executive order today. The governor's office said Executive Order 2314 will eliminate college degree requirements for more than 75% of state government jobs. According to Walls' office, the move will open job opportunities opportunities and expand the state's workforce while making it easier for people in Minnesota to choose state service. Again, that's Executive Order 2314, and nobody can say 14 anymore because of Dan Cole. You can take yeah. that two ways. You can take uh-huh. that two ways. One, you mean they were requiring four-year degrees? <laughs> and two, maybe it's a good thing because they don't have to go through the failed academy. So I don't know where to be on this. Minneapolis city officials yesterday announcing expedited plans to demolish that former Kmart building with a complicated past, moving the date from March of 2024 to early next month. Originally, the plan was to tear down the abandoned store and reconnect Nicollet Avenue starting in the spring, but a massive fire at the building October 20th moved up the timeline. Mayor Jacob Fry was the first of several city leaders past and present to break ground on the project, using a sledgehammer to take a ceremonial swing in commemoration of the beginning of the end for the building. Aside from the artwork adorning boarded-up entryways, it's largely an eyesore that in the 1970s cut the city's beloved Nicollet Avenue in half. City's Community Planning and Economic Development has been floating several ideas how the space will be filled. The department released an online survey earlier this month asking for feedback on three design options for public spaces. That survey is scheduled to close November 15th at 9 a.m. Did the little guy have help lifting the sledgehammer? No, but uh, did you see R.T. Ryback's quote, which was somewhat funny? No, I funny. did not. He, he also took part in this. Oh, yeah. and he said, I, I didn't think I'd be an old, dilapidated man before I had to pick up the sledgehammer to I do see. this. Yeah. Pretty funny stuff there. Yeah. Uh, why don't we take a quick break here and uh, hear from our buddy, the Rookster. We can certainly do that. Sometimes you just want to get away. Well, I've got a great getaway for you, but you need to act fast. Yes, just um, last Friday, I received two emails. Is that uh, trip still on next year? Yes, of course it is. I don't know what you're waiting for. Go to escapewithusvacations.com. Next year, there will be a wonderful trip 
to the coast of Croatia from Split to Dubrovnik, and you can learn about it at escapewithusvacations.com. The itinerary is right there. The price is right there. The date, uh, July 14th to July 21st of next year. So start saving up your money right now. And check this out, escapewithusvacations.com, or you can go old school, and I don't know if my sisters will call you back or not, right, readers? <laughs> 651, you know, it's a two-gal operation, but they're really busy. 651-788-4338, or email me. I'll give you Teresa's personal phone number. There we then. go. Teresa, answer the phone, damn it. Uh, escapewithusvacations.com. They are wonderful travel agents. They've made this trip before. It's a once-in-a-lifetime deal. I really would love... I'm on this trip. I would love to go with you guys as well. So, come on. We just ordered the second ship, the Adriatic Queen. So, the first one's full, and the second one is filling up. 651-788-4338. Remember, use a travel agent, but you should always use escapewithusvacations.com. We've been telling you about the Canopy Group for the last few years, and the Canopy Group has 16 companies and 40 professionals. We have revolutionized the home and auto insurance marketplace. We have a challenge for you. Please call your current home and auto insurance agent and have him or her shop your insurance with 16 different companies and provide the pricing from their top five companies. Be prepared for a long pause. Why? Because most agents only have one company, so they can't do this. Furthermore, these agents are counting on the fact that you won't shop around either. Call the Canopy Group and we'll do the shopping for you. We'll provide you with the best results from our top five companies. We have 16 to choose from and we'll show you those with the best coverage for the best price on your home and auto insurance. And remember, once you're a client of the Canopy Group, you'll be part of our annual review program where we do this for you again and again. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Some work done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what color? Pants? No, paint. <laughs> Blue? Red? Khaki? She's big on when the white. When you go back, I want you to tell the painters the red paint, blue paint joke. Okay, white. let me see if I know it. Did you have your notes? Let me see if I know red it. Red paint. What's the difference between red paint and blue paint? No, no, no Pat. What is it? What's no. the joke? What? What's it, What's blue and smells like red paint? Yes. Blue paint. There you go. You didn't even have to write anything down. Right. Yes, uh, that's still you know one what? of the greatest things. If, if she's repainting things white, yeah. you know what her secret plan is? I don't know. All real estate agents will tell you, go with a neutral color. It Ooh, helps resale values. Good, that's it. So she's it's been white for a about... long time. It's not a new deal. Oh. No. No. <laughs> so ask anybody in the office there. Um, I- I've been dying to talk about Moon Motorsports since, what was it, Thursday of last week? Yes. Reavers? Yes. Yeah, you called me. I'm just like, just wait until Monday. Because our chief engineer at Hubbard Radio, he's a nice fella. He goes by the name of uh, Weber or Webs or Websy, Weberino, whatever you want. Uh, anyway, uh, Webs is the biggest motorcycle nut I've ever met in my life. He's probably owned more motorcycles in his lifetime than any other 100 cycle lovers combined. Seriously, why am I telling you this? Because last week, the Web ordered from Moon Motorsports in Monticello a 2024 Yamaha XSR 900 GP. He put money down 
and he will be receiving the first one to arrive stateside whenever Moon gets it. That's because uh, Webley, he knows that right now is the time of year to buy that motorcycle you've always been wanting. Uh, the the BM, uh, this this is a motorcycle you should look up. Uh, Yamaha XSR 900 GP. Very cool. It just reeks of cool. Um, you start right at the Moon website. See if they've got it on there, moonmotorsports.com. If they don't, go to Yamaha. You'll see it. Right now at Moon, you can get zero payments until 2024. A free first motorcycle service and your choice, either free winter storage or free in-state delivery for all motorcycle purchases. Uh, for you dirt and trail riders, you're going to love this. You buy a KTM, Husqvarna, or Gas Gas, you're going to receive either a three-year warranty, get that, or a $500 gear credit. Uh, so stop into Moon Motorsports in Monticello. It's just a short drive from the Twin Cities, right up 94. Uh, you'll see what the most exciting power sports showroom in the region has waiting for you. Moon Motorsports, we're talking... KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, Skidoo, and Gas Gas. That's 11 brands in one shop. Check them out on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Well, listen to you, Hayseed. First of all, it's it's Yamaha, not Yamaha. And two, <laughs> do you know what their corporate logo is? Uh, Yamaha? No, Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. Who what the hell it? do you think you're talking what to? What is it? I've been on Yamahas since the 60s, what's, what's Joe. The, what's the It's logo? a tuning fork, right. you Luddite. Do you know why? Yeah. Because they because started they make life music. as a piano builder. Well, who do you think you're talking to? Some hasty <laughs> rube that doesn't even know how to pronounce the brand he's advertising. <laughs> That's who I'm talking to. Wow. <laughs> At least I didn't say skadoo. I That's said right. skidoo. Here's Johnny. I hate, I hate to uh, pull you away from this fascinating topic. But I just tried the paint joke on my son, 16. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right away, answered right away. <laughs> Did blue, he really? blue paint. <laughs> really? Blue paint, he knew. Because <laughs> all hell? paint smells the same. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was confused. Yeah, that's probably because he's been told it in a high, right. uh, you know, yeah. in school. It's uh, the people he runs away with. Mm -hmm. you know, that's the blue Do paint. I? Uh, well, I'll, I'm calling. I'm calling it. I'm calling on the way home tonight and try well, to but I, don't think, I think you need to. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I think you didn't have to write it down on a piece of paper. Yes, I think I you should be able to remember that. <laughs> did you write the joke <laughs> down or just to blue paint? I just wrote blue paint. Uh, and that'll help you. Enough. That'll help me. Yeah. What I'd like to joke. see is you looking for that stupid piece of paper in one of your 20 pockets. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, get, <laughs> Hold get, on. Get the redhead over. What's your <laughs> name again? <laughs> you want a mine or what? So you're just here for the pool. What's going as on? I'm, uh, driving, uh, as I'm driving along, people will think I'm playing Pokemon. Right, kid, I got this question for you. Yes. What? <laughs> what? It's upside down. How do? Yeah, my, let me put my glasses on. Hey, don't run away. Hang on. How does blue paint smell like red paint? Because it's blue. <laughs> See you later. Get out of here. Go. Get out of here, kids. Go oh, uh, no, That's from the day that... You told Pat the blue paint, red paint joke, and because uh, he, he wanted to tell it to some kids, and he had to write it down. Yes, but that that was. Let me get my glasses. Hang oh, on. Did God. you guys? Did you hear how good I sound? Yeah, no wonder I get so kid. many emails. Yeah. Wow, God, I haven't forgotten you. Wow. Your voice is a lot higher now, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Since I quit smoking. Yeah. In yeah. the news, I, we're still doing news, right? Yes. yes. Sir, right? <laughs> 
Israeli troops and tanks pushing deeper into Gaza on Monday, advancing on two sides of the territory's main city. The Israeli military said that overnight its troops had killed dozens of militants who attacked from inside buildings and tunnels. It said in the last few days it had struck more than 600 militant targets, including weapons depots and anti-tank missile launching positions. Hamas military wing said its militants clashed with Israeli troops who entered the northwest Gaza Strip. Palestinian militants have continued firing rockets gets into Israel, including towards its commercial hub of Tel Aviv. Meanwhile, fallout from the Middle East situation causing issues elsewhere in Russia. This was a very oh. scary video, frightening video. If you didn't see it, rioters in the predominantly Muslim Dagestan region stormed an airport to try and, in their words, catch Jewish passengers on board a flight from Tel Aviv. It was a precarious situation, but police were able to get things under control. Police said they arrested 60 people in connection with the unrest and identified 150 of the most active participants. Israel's ambassador to Russia was cited by the RIA news agency as saying no Israeli cities, uh, citizens had been hurt in the unrest. In the airport, they resumed normal operations today, Russia's aviation authority said, but it announced that flights from Israel would temporarily be redirected to other cities in Russia that don't have an anti-Jewish attitude. Uh, still Gen- a, I'm sorry, John. Still a uh-huh. strong extra presence of police at the airport. The, Not just uh, the normal guys. I know so many people who routinely go to Israel. I'm glad none of them were there when this yeah. happened. Yeah. I bet your sister books a lot of trips to Israel. Uh, yes, in fact, they went there earlier this year. Mm-hmm. They went to the Holy Land, and it was it was very moving. Yeah. So she did have a lot of little some insight as to what was going on uh, with this whole strip. General Motors and the United Auto Workers Union have reached a tentative contract agreement that could end a six-week-old strike against Detroit automakers. The agreement follows the pattern set with Ford last week and Jeep maker Stellantis over the weekend. The deal would last four years and eight months, includes 25% general pay raises and cost-of-living adjustments. Combined, they bring the wage increase to just over 30% over the life of the contract. The contract with GM is similar to those reached by the other two automakers, but there are some differences. GM was the last company to reach a deal, and the union added a lucrative factory in Tennessee to the strike list on Saturday to try and turn up the pressure on the company. A federal judge has reinstated that gag order against Donald Trump, lifting a temporary hold she had placed on it earlier this month, rejecting his claim that it unconstitutionally limited his free speech. U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin paused the gag order October 20th amid Trump's complaint that it was confusingly worded and request that she keep it on hold while he asked a federal appeals court to throw it out altogether. But last night, in a nine-page opinion, the judge reinstated the order, rejecting his claims that the order was unclear. Meanwhile, you know, Republican presidential candidates had a rare chance this weekend to lay out how their foreign policy approach would differ from former President Trump's. It was Nikki Haley who most forcefully seized that opportunity uh, during a meeting with influential Jewish donors and activists. She said uh, the, uh, in a moment when she is trying to prove to donors and voters that she will be a tough adversary, she argued Americans cannot rely on a man preoccupied with his own grievances, meaning Trump, and resentment in a moment when the darkest forces are aligned against freedom. Haley added, right now we need a leader who also knows how to put things back together. America needs a captain who will steady the ship, not capsize it. Meanwhile, former President Pence on Saturday dropped his bid 
for the nomination, ending his campaign for the White House after struggling to raise money and gain any traction in the polls. What made him think he had a shot? Just not his time, huh? What makes Dean Phillips think he's got a shot? I told well, you by Dean Phillips. Theory. I know. He's yeah. a stalking horse. John, thank you so much. Sure. Uh, does anyone know who guest hosted Saturday Night Live just this past Saturday? I, I do not. Nope. Uh, I I saw the beginning, but I didn't stay up to see his monologue. He was funny. It's a guy I never heard of, hmm. and it was real. This guy is funny. John will but have that it. That doesn't second. happen very often. <laughs> to see someone that well, this guy's got this guy's pretty good. Okay, uh, I've never heard of him. Nate Bargatze. Yeah, never heard of him. Nate Bargatze. Well, that's my point. Huh. And he was he was his father was very a dry humor. Very dry and very funny. Okay. And He's a I don't often comedian. see that on that show. His dad is a magician that opens for him on tour. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, you might want to look him up. How All do you right. spell his last name? Uh, B-A-R-G-A-T-Z-E, Bargatze. B-A-R-G-A-T-Bargatze-Z-I. Z-E. Z-E. Bargatze. Been, been performing standard for 20 years. Really? Yes. He's, uh, uh... How did he get the... I guess? don't know. I so don't know. He's from Tennessee, Nashville area. Yep. Uh, his roots are no secret as one of his stand-up specials is titled The Tennessee Kid. Uh, he, let's see. He reached her mail. Okay, that's just... Kenny, I can here. explain that to he's, you. Uh, About five or ten years ago, for me anyway, when it comes to pop culture, there's about... 70% of it. I have no idea who any of these people are anymore. Well, I only mention this guy because uh, he's pretty good. And he's, that's rare on that. That show was well funny known. 40 years ago. Okay. He Apparently he's pretty well known. I, I don't know him, but uh, he filled. He set a record at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena for the number of people ever there. And I would think you know, setting a record at a Nashville arena is a big deal. Almost 20,000 people. I was going to say, that's got to be a 20,000 seat that's arena. That's a big hockey He said building. his approach to joke yeah. writing was uh, born from oh. not wanting to embarrass his parents. I can't imagine cursing in front of your parents, he said in 2023. Even now I'm 43 years old and I still just couldn't do that. So that's how I write. I write my comedy to make uh, my parents laugh. I just looked him up. I actually recognize him. I've okay. seen him on uh, these Facebook reels. Um, clips. I'll gotcha. be damned. Yeah, you know what I bet funny. he doesn't have a routine on? Blue paint. I bet he doesn't either. <laughs> that is probably you're all right. How is the uh, Christian? Let's. Uh, he's a, you know, um, speaking of performers, you will see a performance of me on social media in the upcoming days with my friends at Hofferman Water. Yeah. Oh. Um, my latest Twitter video is me in costume. Oh boy! Oh, and that might French cause a, cause a bit of a stir amongst the GLers. So mm -hmm. just be prepared for that. All right. It was recorded in my home last week. All right. Hofferman Water is an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems. That includes water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, brand new drinking water systems. I've had both the water softener and the drinking water system installed in my home. It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. So here's the deal. 
Just get on the schedule today to have them come out for that free water analysis. It's 952-894-4040. You can also visit their website at hoffermanwater.com. Get on that website. See every single system that they have to offer. They're going to take care of you, your family, your home, and they're the best in the business. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. It's going to get chilly. It's going to get chilly. I saw the forecast, so don't leave anything to chance at all. I was just resetting my uh, thermostat the other day thinking, isn't this nice that everything's working well and I don't have any problems? Well, that's why you would get in contact with Welter. If you heard any funny sounds, if you're not sure of anything, don't wait until it's too late. If that uh, temperature is going about 65 degrees and there's something wrong with your heater, that's the time to do it. Not Don't wait until it's 50 degrees inside your house. They'll have somebody answer the telephone when you call 612-825-6867. It will be a human being that will direct you accordingly. And don't forget about the 100 years of history with Welter. So as the heating units and the cooling units have changed, so have they. They're all certified. They're ready to work on your whatever it is, hair purification system, closing down the AC for the year, or making sure that tuned-up heating unit is working properly. Go online to welterheating.com. Four generations, they just keep handing it down, and they just keep becoming better and better and better. You can trust them, but hopefully you won't need them in an emergency. 612-825-6867. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Welter to heat your shelter today. I don't know where this fits in the unconstrained, constrained template, but I'm sure it does. An Oregon-based parental rights group said it was not surprising that the Oregon State Board of Education has removed the requirement to show proof of mastery in reading, writing, and math in order to graduate from high school. <laughs> It's not surprising that they've continued to push off the implementation of new graduation requirements. Oregon Moms Union President Mackenzie Pulliam said, they always say that the agenda has something to do with underserved communities and marginalized students and how the test does them a disservice. Hmm. So they're making them less than. That's, That's amazing. You don't have, this is one way to ruin a country. Just make sure nobody's educated. I think the proficiency rates here in Oregon are dismal and they're not getting better, Pulliam said. And so part of me wonders is, are they removing these standards so that it looks like the standards are actually doing better? Well, yes. (laughs) The Oregon State Board voted last week unanimously to extend a pause on the requirement for 11th grade students to demonstrate competency in essential skills, reading, writing, and math through either a test or a portfolio of work. Students who failed to demonstrate proficiency in essential skills uh, were to make up for it in their senior year. Standardized tests will still be issued. However, the board voted to remove the standardized test as a factor in determining whether students receive their diplomas. Well, what what's the point of having the schools then? Why 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 waste yeah. the money? 
What's the point of it? Uh, the Oregon Board of Education voted to continue the suspension of the graduate re graduation requirement until 2027. Uh, they freeze the bill during they freeze that aspect in, during the pandemic, and and they're not reinstating it. They've pushed well, it off uh, five more years. The world needs traffic reporters too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't even be able to do that. I mean, what's the point of having a school? Why are, why are you paying for this? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I have no more on that. I accept that's that's really giving up, isn't it? That's really giving it's, up. It's throwing in the towel. It's Davis. sad that we hear that and none of us are surprised. No. That's the, the problem here. Well, Time to throw in the Davis. And only because uh, Tom Lyman sent me a video. It's 19 minutes long. I have a feeling you're going to hear all 19 minutes of it. I have to continue to review it. I've only listened to the first six minutes. It's almost like a Netflix documentary. you got to nah, take it in it's, pieces. It's really something. Uh, I'm just teasing you with it. That If I listen to the whole thing and determine that we need to hear it, then you got to listen to all 19 minutes. Okay. But it's a podcast. We can do whatever we, we want. We can, yes. And only because they come to us all the way from now Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the Traveling Lymans. It's on this day in history. Uh, today is October 30th, Joe. On this day in 1848, Henry H. Sibley was chosen to represent the as yet unrecognized Minnesota Territory in the U.S. Congress. He traveled to Washington, D.C. and persuaded the Committee on Elections to allow him to sit with Congress. The territory would be formally created on March 3, 1848. On this day, 1030, in 1924, in a rare instance of a Tong War in Minnesota, Wong C. Wing, a laundryman, was shot in Minneapolis. Tongs, or merchant organizations, were initially formed to protect members from encroachment by rival Chinese businessmen. Oh, okay. But now are usually social groups. So in the old days, a tong, tongs were merchant organizations, and they would watch out for each because other. Some Sometimes you'd have a tong war. Right, something wong. <laughs> you mean throngs? Tong. Not throng, tong. They had a tong war. Uh, it featured Wong C. Wing, ah, a laundryman. Something Wong. And uh, we too low. <laughs> we get fired. Something happened. Uh, and that, well, that's, that's... Yeah, you don't want to... We can't be shooting people. So up that happened on this day. Really, Matt? Is that, is that your take on this? <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good that you came up with that. <laughs> gotta get out. Nineteen twenty-four. That gotta happened. Get out of there. Oh, hey, get him out of there. We don't. Uh, we don't have those anymore. Yeah. Which is a good thing. <laughs> good thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, GLers. We think. We think. Woo! Uh, GLers, go to secondstork.org. We're having a big fundraiser at the Rathskeller, and you should be part of this. It's a big fundraiser for Second Stork, and I want to fill the place up. Last year, it was sold out, and we had a great time. Go to secondstork.org. Tickets are 50 bucks. It's Pat Mancini's band playing. You got heavy apps. 
You got a cash bar. When is this? a lot of fun. This is going to be at the Rathskeller Thursday night at 6 o'clock. This Thursday? Thursday night at 6. It's a good time. And Pat Mancini singing in the band is priceless. All right, I got my plug in. Purchase your tickets right away. Thank you. GarageLogic.com is where you find the GarageLogic Town Council. You find Guard for sale, and you can sign up for free on YouTube to the Garage Logic page. I got her in there. Huh? Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. 